Jonathan Harker's Journal, the 4th of October, morning. Once again during the night, I was wakened by Mina. This time we had all had a good sleep, for the grey of the coming dawn was making the windows into sharp oblongs, and the gas flame was like a speck rather than a disk of light. She said to me hurriedly, Go, call the professor. I want to see him at once. Why? I asked. I have an idea. I suppose it must have come in the night and matured without my knowing it. He must hypnotise me before the dawn and then I shall be able to speak. Go quick, dearest. The time is getting close. I went to the door. Dr. Seward was resting on the mattress and, seeing me, he sprang to his feet. Is anything wrong? He asked in alarm. No, I replied, but Mina wants to see Dr. Van Helsing at once. I will go, he said, and hurried into the professor's room. In two or three minutes later, Van Helsing was in the room in his dressing gown, and Mr. Morris and Lord Godalming were there with Dr. Seward at the door asking questions. When the professor saw Mina, a smile, a positive smile ousted the anxiety of his face. He rubbed his hands as he said, Oh, my dear Madam Mina, this is indeed a change. See, friend Jonathan, we have got our dear Madam Mina, as of old, back to us today. Then, turning to her, he said cheerfully, And what am I to do for you? For at this hour you do not want me for nothings. I want you to hypnotize me, she said. Do it before the dawn, for I feel that then I can speak and speak freely. Be quick, for the time is short. Without a word, he motioned her to sit up in bed. Looking fixedly at her, he commenced to make passes in front of her from over the top of her head downward, with each hand in turn. Mina gazed at him fixedly for a few minutes, during which my own heart beat like a trip hammer, for I felt that some crisis was at hand. Gradually, her eyes closed, and she sat, stock still. Only by the gentle heaving of her bosom could one know she was alive. The professor made a few more passes, and then stopped. I could see that his forehead was covered with great beads of perspiration. Mina opened her eyes she did not seem the same woman. There was a faraway look in her eyes, and her voice had a sad dreaminess which was new to me. Raising his hand to impose silence, the professor motioned to me to bring the others in. They came on tiptoe, closing the door behind them, and stood at the foot of the bed looking on. Mina appeared not to see them. The stillness was broken by Van Helsing's voice speaking in a low, level tone which would not break the current of her thoughts. Where are you? The answer came in a neutral way. I do not know. Sleep has no place it can call its own. For several minutes there was silence. Mina sat rigid and the professor stood staring at her fixedly. The rest of us hardly dared to breathe. The room was growing lighter, 
Without taking his eyes from Mina's face, Dr. Van Helsing motioned me to pull up the blind. I did so, and the day seemed just upon us. A red streak shot up, and a rosy light seemed to diffuse itself through the room. On the instant, the professor spoke again. Where are you now? The answer came dreamily, but with intention. It were as though she were interpreting something. I have heard her use the same tone when reading her shorthand notes. I do not know. It is all strange to me. What do you see? I can see nothing. It is all dark. What do you hear? I could detect the strain in the professor's patient voice. The lapping of water. It is gurgling by, and little waves leap. I can hear them on the outside. Then you are on the ship? We all looked at each other, trying to glean something each from the other. We were afraid to think. The answer came quick. Oh, yes. What else did you hear? The sound of men stamping overhead as they run about. There is the creaking of a chain, and the loud tinkle as the check of the capstan falls into the ratchet. What are you doing? I am still. Oh, so still. It is like death. The voice faded away into a deep breath as of one sleeping, and the open eyes closed again. By this time, the sun had risen and we were all in the full light of day. Dr. Van Helsing placed his hands on Mina's shoulders and laid her head down softly on her pillow. She lay like a sleeping child for a few moments, and then with a long sigh, awoke and stared in wonder to see us all around her. (sighs) Have I been talking in my sleep? was all she said. She seemed, however, to know the situation without telling, though she was eager to know what she had told. The professor repeated the conversation, and she said, Then there is not a moment to lose. It may not be yet too late. Mr. Morris and Lord Godalming started for the door, but the professor's calm voice called them back. Stay, my friends. That ship, wherever it was, was weighing anchor whilst she spoke. There are many ships weighing anchor at the moment in your so great port of London. Which of them is it that you seek? God be thanked that we have once again a clue. The whither it may lead us, we know not. We have been blind somewhat. Blind after the manner of men, since when we can look back we see what we might have seen looking forward if we had been able to see what we might have seen. Alas, but that sentence is a puddle, is it not? We can know now what was in the Count's mind when he seized that money, though Jonathan's so fierce knife put him in the danger that even he dread. He meant escape. Hear me, escape! He saw that with but one earth box left and a pack of men following like dogs after a fox, this London was no place for him. He have take his last earth box on board a ship, and he have leave the land. We think to escape, but no, we follow him. 
tally-ho, as friend Arthur would say when he put on his red frock. Our old fox is wily. Oh, so wily, and we must follow with wile. I too am wily, and I sink his mind in a little while. In meantime, we may rest and in peace, for there are waters between us which he do not want to pass, and which he could not if he would, unless the ship were to touch the land, and then only at full or slack tide. See? And the sun is just rose, and all day to sunset is to us. Let us take baths and dress and have breakfast which we all need and which we can eat comfortably since he be not in the same land with us. Mina looked at him appealingly as she asked, But why need we seek him further when he has gone away from us? He took her hand and patted it as he replied, Ask me nothing as yet. When we have breakfast, then I answer all questions. He would say no more, and we separated to dress. After breakfast, Mina repeated her question. He looked at her gravely for a minute, and then said sorrowfully, Because, my dear, dear Madam Mina, now more than ever must we find him, even if we have to follow him to the jaws of hell. She grew paler as she asked faintly. Why? Because, he answered solemnly, he can live for centuries, and you are but mortal woman. Time is now to be dreaded, since once he put that mark upon your throat. I was just in time to catch her as she fell forward in a faint. Dr. Seward's phonograph diary, spoken by Van Helsing. This to Jonathan Harker. You are to stay with your dear Madam Mina. We shall go to make our search, if I can call it so. For it is not search but knowing, and we seek confirmation only. But do you stay and take care of her today? This is your best and most holiest office. This day nothing can find him here. Let me tell you that so you will know what we four know already, for I have tell them. He, our enemy, have gone away. He have gone back to his castle in Transylvania. I know it so well, as if a great hand of fire wrote it on the wall. He have prepared for this in some way, and that last earth box was ready to ship somewheres. For this he took the money. For this he hurry at the last, lest we catch him before the sun go down. It was his last hope, save that he might hide in the tomb that he sink poor Miss Lucy, being as he sought like him, keep open to him. But there was not of time. When that fail, he makes straight for his last resource, his last earthwork, I might say, did I wish double entente. He is clever, oh, so clever. He know that his game here was finished, 
and so he decided to go back home. He find ship going by the route he came, and he go on it. We go off now to find what ship and whither bound. When we have discovered that, we come back and tell you all. Then we will comfort you and poor dear Madame Mina with new hope. For it will be hope when you think it over. That all is not lost. This very creature that we pursue, he take hundreds of years to get so far as London. And yet in one day, when we know of the disposal of him, we drive him out. He is finite, though he is powerful and do much harm and suffers not as we do. But we are strong, each in our purpose, and we are all more strong together. Take heart afresh, dear husband of Madame Mina. This battle is but begun, and in the end we shall win, so sure as that God sits on high to watch over his children. Therefore, be of much comfort till we return. Van Helsing. Jonathan Harker's Journal, the 4th of October. When I read to Mina Van Helsing's message in the phonograph, the poor girl brightened up considerably. Already the certainty that the Count is out of the country has given her comfort, and comfort is strength to her. For my own part, now that his horrible danger is not face to face with us, it seems almost impossible to believe in it. Even my own terrible experience in Castle Dracula seems like a long-forgotten dream, here in the crisp autumn air in the bright sunlight. Alas, how can I disbelieve? In the midst of my thought, my eye fell on the red scar on my poor darling's white forehead. Whilst that lasts, there can be no disbelief. And afterwards, the very memory of it will keep faith crystal clear. Mina and I fear to be idle, so we have been over all the diaries again and again. Somehow, although the reality seems greater each time, the pain and the fear seem less. There is something of a guiding purpose manifest throughout which is comforting. Mina says that perhaps we are all instruments of ultimate good. It may be. I shall try to think as she does. We have never spoken to each other yet of the future. It is better to wait till we see the Professor and the others after their investigations. The day is running by more quickly than I ever thought a day could run for me again. It is now three o'clock. This episode featured Ben Galpin as Jonathan Harker, Isabel Aramako Young as Mina Harker, Jonathan Sims as Jack Seward, and Alan Bergen as Van Helsing. Directed by Ella Watts. Dialogue editing by Stephen Andrasano. Sound design by Tal Manier. Featuring music by Travis Reeves. Produced by Ella Watts and Pacific S. Obadiah. With executive producers Stephen Andrasano. Tal Manier 
and Hannah Wright. A Bloody FM production. <laughs>